listening to a podcast of Elam Lutheran Church in Osakis, Minnesota. Our passion is to be an oasis of life-giving water where lost and wandering souls can find eternal refreshment. For more information and to find out more about our ministries, please visit osakiselamchurch.com. Or if you're in the area, come visit us in person. for our Lenten devotional series, uh, I wanted to talk about prayer. It's something that's been on my heart and my mind a lot lately, so I thought, well, let's just bring the discussion out here. Why do we pray? How do we pray? What's the purpose of prayer? Does prayer actually change things? We've all had different experiences with prayer. Maybe you can think back to a time in your life when you had kind of a, a foxhole moment, right? When something bad was about to overwhelm you and you pray, Jesus, if you save me from this, I promise, fill in the blank, right? And he worked a kind of miracle. Or maybe your prayer life has been kind of a a tedious thing. It's always seemed a bit like drudgery, you know, another chore that Christians are supposed to check off the list, but it's kind of dour and joyless. Like, you know it's good and important, but sometimes maybe you feel like you're kind of going through the motions. Maybe prayer is something you leave to the professionals, pastors and priests and TV personalities. But it's not something you're comfortable with because, as you always say, I'm not very good with words, right? I've heard this many different times. Or maybe you're not a Christian, but you still find the concept of prayer intriguing, The concept, the very idea of connecting with something transcendent seems worth checking out. So wherever you're at on that map, we are going to spend time over the next five weeks of Lent talking together about prayer. And we're going to learn five different things about prayer. There's a lot more than five things to learn, but since our time is limited, we're going to focus on five. Number one, prayer is vital. Number two, prayer is simple. Number three, prayer is bold. Number four, prayer is hard. Number five, prayer is transformative. So we're going to focus on one of these on each of our Wednesday night services. I'm going to talk for maybe 10 to 15 minutes, and then I'm going to ask for comments and questions. So my thought is, if we can have at least the opportunity to make this a bit of a Bible study format, uh, allowing the chance for some give or take. I know when I was a kid growing up, you would hear sermons and you would hear certain things and you're like, I got a question about that, right? But then the, the sermon goes on and you're done and it's like whenever I have the chance to. So I want to give you at least a chance to, to interact a bit if, if you so desire. So tonight we're going to cover the first one. Prayer is vital. Can you say that with me out loud? Prayer is vital. To many of us, this might seem obvious or self-evident, right? I mean, like, come on, pastor, we're in church. You don't have to convince us that prayer is important, that prayer is vital. The reality, though, is that it's not as obvious to everyone. And we live in a world where prayer is increasingly perceived as irrelevant and impotent, so we can't make the same assumptions about our culture that we used to be able to make even 20 or 30 years ago. But still, even if you are a lifelong Christian, it's never good, never bad to revisit the basics. So let's dive in. Prayer is vital. Why? Four reasons I'm going to give you tonight. Reason number one, you have a voice. You have a voice. And God loves to hear it. Have you ever paused to marvel at the fact that 
God gave human beings voices. He gave us not just the ability to passively receive, but to actively reciprocate God's speech back to him. In the Garden of Eden, God made Adam and Eve in his image, and one of the characteristics of this image was speech. No other creature that I've come across has the ability to speak. Despite what Dr. Doolittle and Finding Nemo tell us, none of the birds or animals or reptiles or fish, none of the trees or plants or rocks or mountains or rivers or oceans, none of them possess the power of speech. Only humans. Isn't that worth marveling at? I love what St. Augustine says. He says, Men go abroad to admire the depths of the mountains, the mighty billows of the sea, the broad tides of rivers, the compass of the ocean, and the circuits of the stars, and yet they pass by themselves. Pass by ourselves. He was pointing out that we don't do a very good job of appreciating the image of God staring back at us from the mirror. You have a voice, and God loves to hear it. He loves to hear your voice because it's uniquely yours, and you are his special creation. He longs to hear the unique tone, inflection, and tenor that only your voice has. He gave you that voice, and after all, he rejoices when he gets to hear you use it. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. And in Jeremiah 33, 3, Call to me and I will answer you, and I will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. I'm a dad now, and it is amazing to me, because before I was a dad, you know, you would listen to, there's this certain sound effect that every movie plays when a baby's crying. You know the one I'm talking about? Like the same one that gets used over and over again. And that's how every single baby crying used to sound to me. But now I've got a kid. And every time I hear that little giggle, every time I hear that, that cry, every time I hear just one syllable from her little voice from across the room, I can tell who that is. I can tell that's my kid. How much more does our Heavenly Father know our voices and is he in tune with the tenor of them? So prayer is important, number one, because you have a voice. Reason number two, you need help. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm not very good at asking for help. Case in point, I'd rather carry in six bags of groceries by myself you know, even if I'm drop, even if I pull a hamstring, even if I crawl across the threshold of that door, then ask someone for assistance. I'd rather wave everybody off and be like, I got this. Even though clearly I don't. I don't got this, whatever this thing is that I'm going through in life. I'm not as strong as I think I am. I'm not as capable as I'd like to appear. Spiritually speaking, there's never a microsecond that I don't need God to hold together every molecule of my being just to exist, much less to do anything significant. In a world where we are taught that independence is a virtue, Jesus calls us to depend upon him for everything. 
In Psalm 18.6, King David gives a great example of this. He says, in my distress, I called upon the Lord to my God. I cried for help. He's not ashamed to cry out for help. From his temple, he heard my voice, and my cry to him reached his ears. O. Hallisby, who's a famous author and uh, theologian, he wrote a great little book on prayer. You should read it if you haven't. But there's a wonderful quote in here. He says, To pray is nothing more involved than to let Jesus into our needs. To pray is nothing more involved than to let Jesus into our needs. I love that. It's so clear and concise. When we pray, we give Jesus access to our needs. Not that he needs our permission or he's waiting for us to, to give him the green light before he responds to our prayer. Scripture tells us that he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike, regardless of our prayers. But prayer is a way of bending the knee of our hearts, so to speak, and confessing that we need someone bigger and stronger, in the words of David, to lift our feet out of the muck and mire and set them upon the solid rock. Right? So that's number two. Prayer is important because you, me, man, we need help. Reason number three, that prayer is vital. God commands you to pray. And we could go to any number of passages in Scripture to see this, but probably the most well-known is 1 Thessalonians 5, 17. Pray without ceasing. You remember we, we did that for a kid's sermon not too long ago. Does anybody remember the actions? Pray without ceasing. Pray. Pray. <laughs> not that. I don't think so. I think, that, I think it was this. I don't know. That's what I remember. I, I could be wrong. Marlene's probably got it. Um, but God calls and commands Christians to a committed prayer life. Prayer's not optional. It's not like the spiritual gifts where one person has it and the other person just kind of gets a pass. Prayer should always be on our lips to the point where it's our native tongue. Now, pray without ceasing. That sounds pretty intense, right? And if we were to follow that to the letter the whole world would come to a grinding halt. But it, it, it does mean that we should always be in conversation with God. Not every prayer needs to end with a big and flowery amen, despite what every pastor you've ever met tells you, right? Not every prayer needs to end with a mic drop, Chelhog has left the building. Amen doesn't mean the end. Do you know what it means? Essentially, it means truly or certainly. So when we say amen, it's not kind of like we're hanging up the phone on God. It's more like we're putting a pause on the conversation where we stop to reaffirm that every syllable we just uttered has now been placed in the hands of a loving God who will do what's best for us. So... When you say amen, picture that as more of a comma than a period. Because a comma means we're going to come back to that conversation. So you might think of it this way. God commands us to pray, not in the way a drill sergeant commands 100 push-ups from his recruits. God commands us to pray more like an emergency worker commands a starving child to eat. See the difference there? It's life-sustaining. It's, it's like breathing. So prayer is vital because God commands us to pray. And then finally, number four, 
Prayer is vital because God answers prayer. There's no such thing as an unanswered prayer. Did you know that? There's no such thing. Sometimes we'll say, well, well why won't God answer my prayers? I've said this myself. And if you've ever had that thought or said it out loud, by the way, you're in pretty good company. Because in Psalm 13:1, King David says, How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? God's always glad to hear our prayers, even our complaints, because it shows a level of trust in our relationship with him. We'll only bear our souls to the people that we trust the most. There's no such a thing as an unanswered prayer, only a delayed answer. There are three ways God responds to our prayers. He'll either say yes, no, or not yet. And sometimes his response is immediate. Other times, it takes a while. Sometimes like a really, really long time. I know some of you have had experiences like this. Praying for friends or loved ones for, for years on end without seeing any visible change. It can be really trying, can't it? And sometimes it's, it's not that God is slow. It's more that we're just impatient. I know I experience that quite frequently. But very briefly, I want to read you three question and answers from our catechism that kind of clarify our understanding of, of prayer, God's response to prayer, because this is, this is good to review. It's kind of prayer 101, basics. So three question and answers. Question number one, does God always answer your prayers? Answer, yes, he always does when I pray according to his will. John 15, 7, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you. Question number two, is God's answer sometimes no? Answer, yes. God sometimes withholds what I ask for because I may be asking with wrong motives and because he knows what is best for me. James 4.3, when you ask, do not receive. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. And then the third question, are all your prayers answered right away? Answer, no, some prayers are answered right away. But at other times, God in his wisdom delays the answer. Psalm 40, verse 1. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and he heard my cry. There's nothing in your life that's too small or too unimportant for God. If it matters to you, it matters to him and you can bring it to him. He always hears you and he always responds. God never puts your prayers on hold. In his eyes, every single one of our prayers arrives at his doorstep with the word urgent stamped on it in big, bold letters. Prayer is is vital because you have a voice, because you need help, because God commands you to, because God answers prayer. Next week, we'll continue our study on prayer by looking at how prayer is simple which is not the same as saying that prayer is easy. Let's pray. 
Heavenly Father, thank you for prayer. Thank you that we have the chance to come before you and to, to speak to you, God, and to know that you always hear us, that you always respond in a loving way because you care deeply for us. You cared about us so much, God, that you became one of us and went to a cross for us. Thank you for each one who is here tonight, God. I pray for our prayer lives, individual and corporately. Father, that they would be thriving and healthy, that you would create in us or strengthen in us a desire to pray, to call out to you at all times, day or night, because you like to hear our voice and you delight to respond to your children and to give them good gifts. May we trust in that, God. We place all of this in your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, friends, Pastor Luke here. Thanks so much for tuning in. I trust that you've been blessed by our message from God's Word today. Hey, we'd love to connect with you more. If you have comments or questions, you can email me directly at pastorchellog at gmail.com. That's Pastor K J. O-L-H-A-U-G at gmail.com As we wrap up our time together today, please receive this benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you his peace. Amen. Amen.